Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited about today's conversation about thriving in your 50s because I am a few months off turning 50 and I'm not afraid to say that I'm having a small meltdown about it all really. It feels like a little bit of a turning point, it feels a little bit scary and I do feel that I've been questioning my life just that little bit more. So I really wanted to bring this topic to the podcast because I know that I am not the only one that has these thoughts as the big 5-0 approaches. And my expert on this topic today is the wonderful Anne McEwan, who I met when we were both guest speakers on a webinar talking about women's empowerment. And I just loved Anne's story. Anne is a highly regarded mindset coach and the founder of Two Empower Coaching. She specializes in empowering women to step up, speak up and show up in their life and work so that they can enjoy more success and happiness. She's developed a step-by-step process for success that she shares with individuals and groups. Her main driver is to be a good role model for her two daughters, Maris and Megan, which is the two M's in To Empower. And she is a published author of her book titled Take Back Control of Your Life Now. Plus, she is the founder of Sydney's Women's Self-Empowerment Meetup Group, which has over 600 members. I can't wait for this conversation today. So, Anne, I'm thrilled to welcome you to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. Oh, good morning, Jodie, and thank you very much for the invite. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. And I loved, as I said, we were on a a webinar together and we've sort of been – introduced to each other a few different times but I just loved your story and as I said part of the turning point I'm really coming to at the moment I think we all you know so many of us come to is this big 5-0 and start questioning our life and I know that you know we're going to talk today a little bit about your experience through that and how you successfully navigated this whole area so thrilled to do this topic today but let's start off if you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to do that. So you can obviously tell I'm from Scotland, yeah. from my accent. <laughs> I have been living in Sydney in Australia for about 14 years and absolutely love it here. So my husband has an English accent and my kids have Australian accents, so we don't sound like a family. It's quite funny. <laughs> and I work as a coach, as you said earlier, empowering women and, and really because I myself, as you mentioned, was was struggling and had to try and find ways to kind of deal with life. And one of the things that I think we've got in common is that often we see with women that they lack confidence. And for me, the confidence was showing itself or lack of confidence in different ways. Like I wasn't speaking up and I wasn't putting my hand up to volunteer for things or stepping into my genius zone and whatever. And I realized there were lots of other women that weren't doing that too. Yeah. And actually my background was as a sales coach with a large oil company in the UK. And what I learned through that was the same people were successful all the time. And it was never about whatever product we were selling or promoting. It was about their mindset around it. Yes, right. And that sent me down the path of, um, in the 90s actually, so it was a long time ago, learning NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic yep. Programming, and how our thoughts and our language affect our emotions and feelings and behavior, and that affects our outcome. And then to realize that the position that we're in in life, we've created for ourselves it, well, that was such a hard kind of thing for pill for me to swallow yes. at the time and for other people to realize as well. Yeah. And so the whole thing of changing the mindset just became a real passion for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, yeah, I've got a similar, similar story in that just that whole the mindset and, and the study that goes around that. I didn't do NLP, but we did, uh, you know, other, other areas because it is so fascinating and it is a hard pill to swallow. But, geez, it's a powerful one when you get it, when you can just take yeah. control. And really you've, it's it's 
unfortunately the reality that we are in charge of our own mindset and it is that mindset that is leading the way in whether we're having a successful life or not. So it is a hard pill to swallow but if you can do it and it just takes so much more control over everything in your life, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, once you swallow it and you get it, it's yeah. a sweet ass. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we should call it a, a nice like jube, lossy, like jube lolly or something instead of a pill. But yes, yeah. it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard one to swallow. <laughs> so, what does confidence? This was a question we ask all our guests coming onto this podcast. What does confidence or being a confident woman mean to you? Look, for me, I I found confidence when I started to feel happy on the inside. Yes. When I, when I started to just feel at one with myself yeah. and, and it definitely came around the menopause and the turning point, I looked back and realised I'd spent years trying to be what other people wanted me to be or yeah. achieving goals other people had set for me or yes. <laughs> um, just not being true to myself. Yeah. Um, and so unconsciously, I mean, I wasn't consciously saying I'm going to be a people pleaser, it just... Yeah. But it just was kind of my nature and I suppose the way I got my reward or acceptance in life. Um, but but I wasn't confident being like that. And I think yeah. the real confidence actually comes, we talk about taking back control of your life, which as you mentioned is the title of my book, but actually it, we get back control when we give in, when we give up, when we let go, when yes. we, <laughs> yeah, and we can actually be true to ourselves. So yeah. that's, that's when I feel yeah, that, that just a sense of contentment on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And when are you the most confident version of yourself? Look, I think uh, when I'm playing to my strengths. Right, yeah. Um, that, that was something else that I realised. I was constantly striving to be good at the things that I wasn't good at. Right. <laughs> and that, that <laughs> yes. helped our confidence, you know, because we always focus on what we're failing at. Yeah. And when yeah. I changed that focus to be, well, what am I naturally good at? What do I find enjoyable and easy? If I play to that, then that feeds my confidence because I get good results and then I feel better about myself. And, and then that in content feeling and happy feeling on the inside grows stronger. And then you have this lovely cycle of positivity. Yeah. And that's such a great point because we do so often, it's like we look for, well, where can we improve? Where can we get better? Where, you know, but then if you're constantly focused on that area, then that's all you're seeing, isn't it? You just start seeing the, the gaps of what you're not doing and what you're not achieving at. Whereas, yeah. again, it's that mindset shift to just start looking at the other side. Like, you know, I know there's a lot of mindfulness, that stuff around now and doing, you know, gratitude and all those sorts of things. And it seems like it's very, you know, in the market to be doing that. But it's really just trying to shift your brain or shift your view to start looking at the strengths, as you say, or what's going well for me and what, you know. One of my favourite quotes is what you focus on expands. And it is sometimes checking in and I check in on myself all the time to go, if I'm seeing all of this, you know, if I'm seeing all the negative or if I'm seeing where life's too busy or if I'm seeing where I'm in overwhelm, then I've got to go back to that's the focus I had to start with because then that's what it is what exp- is expanding in my world, right? But it is, it's Absolutely. that, you know, you've got, to, you've got to try and look for the strengths and play to those, as you say, to really increase your, increase your confidence. I love that. Yeah. And it's what makes each of us unique. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So your story is so relatable. You were in corporate, then you became a stay-at-home mom, as so many of us did. You gave yourself to everyone, as so many of us do. (laughs) You juggled too many demands, as so many of us do. You got exhausted, became stuck. You were lacking purpose and direction your outlook became negative and your confidence hit an all-time low. And I think this is so relatable to so many people because we do have these turning points. You know, sometimes it happens at 50s, sometimes it happens earlier, what have you, or later, but it is this turning point. So when you hit that turning point, you really decided to get yourself back on track. So how did you do this? You know, what was this catalyst that that pushed you through? Yeah, well... I have to say, first of all, it wasn't a kind of one minute decision and an overnight success. Yes, no. <laughs> um, it was it was a, it was over a, over a period of time. I think when the, the expression, you know, two steps forward, one step back is, yeah, is yeah. very 
appropriate because the conscious mind wants to push us forward two steps and then the unconscious wants to keep us safe and drags us back. And I realized that I had got in a real state when I was I had become a bit of a martyr because I used to say to my family I'm like Cinderella I'm the only one that does the cooking <laughs> the cleaning and the tidying and he expects me to be happy and singing with the birds and yeah, I'm yeah, sick yeah. of it and yeah yeah and yeah. as the kids got older and weren't needing me so much and I just felt well why are they not contributing why am I still looking after them as if they're toddlers and um I think the change in hormones and things just yeah. affected that phase where I sort of started to think well what about me Yes. And I knew that I had been successful in my earlier career and, and I had chosen to, we moved to Spain, we lived in London, I had two kids, I wanted to get married, I wanted to have a family. So I had made and accepted all those choices. So then it was, well, why am I blaming everybody else yeah. for where I am? <laughs> um, and and I, I was becoming a bit, a bit miserable to live with to the extent that I actually didn't even really like myself. I was right. irritated with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I did have a bit of a crying on the kitchen floor moment where I just thought, this is terrible because, you know, we live in a beautiful part of Australia. I actually yeah. have a great husband. My kids are wonderful. And, you know, I really didn't have any problems and um, other than seeking meaning and purpose, I think. Right, yeah. And so I decided to reach out for help and I actually went to see a life coach. Yeah. And I spoke to her and I just said, you know, I've hit 50 I used to do NLP. I did positive psychology all through the 2000s. Um, I actually had also worked in a high school with, with kids when my children were young, helping them find a path. It was kids that struggled and had no direction. Yeah. And they were, they were then a nuisance in the class. And so the teachers would get me to coach them, to, to give them direction. And it's funny because I knew all the theory, but I wasn't able to do it for myself. Yes. <laughs> Um, and so I went to see this coach and she said, get together all your material and see if you can reach out and help other women because you can't be the only one feeling like this. And actually, I thought I was and I wouldn't talk about it because externally, and this is where the false confidence comes in, people would look at me and I'm quite a people person. So yeah. when I'm out in a crowd, I would be jolly and having fun and then and volunteering at school or whatever but when I was at home on my own I got quite depressed yes and nobody really saw that side and she said and so I I was a bit ashamed of that and and thought well I'm the only, everyone else seems to be getting on with life and she said no I don't think that's the case at all and obviously <laughs> my life goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would have seen a lot of that yeah so then she said to me um you know why don't you start a business and help other people and I said oh I couldn't do that I yeah. have no idea about tax I wouldn't know how to employ people technology's moved on and of course then all the fear and doubt and all the things that I couldn't do I you notice yes. how I suddenly went yeah. to all the things that weren't my strength yeah <laughs> and, as we and do right because me, that's what the fear brings yeah. forward all the things that oh my god it's too overwhelming I'll never work this out it's yeah. too much yeah absolutely yeah and she said to me bring it right back. And she said, ask some friends. She said, don't do anything with friends and family, but just ask them if they know of anyone that's any women that are struggling and see if you can reach out and help them. So it gave me direction, which was the first thing. Wow. The other thing was somebody had listened and understood. Yeah. Um, that was huge for me because yeah. my family didn't get it and, and they, they weren't able to help me even if they'd wanted to. Um, and so I came home and I was going through all my material and I did reach out to a few ladies who introduced people to me and we started having conversations. And then someone told me about meetup groups um, and I had never heard of that, but I Googled it yes. and it <laughs> said do. it's a way to get people together for any topic. And I thought, well, I could just get these women together. And, but I didn't want it to be that it was women getting together and just moaning yes. and bitching about what was wrong. I, I wanted <laughs> yes. it to be, because I was doing a really good job of that all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be, you know, uplifting and Uplift, that we could yeah. make and learn from each other and stuff. So that's why it was called the self-empowerment group. And I had 60 ladies sign up in the first week. Wow. That is and a call. That was isn't a it? That's just a wake up of, you know, there are wow. so many people in this same place. Yeah. But we're all isolated at home 
trying yes. to work it out, thinking it's just ourselves. And I, you know, I, I'm yes. sort of, as sort of I mentioned at the beginning, having the same types of things, but on the outside, it's like, oh, it's all going well and you've got great kids and great husband and then another great house and it's all and business and everything looks fine. All but there's, yes, yeah. but there's something when I'm with myself going, you know, there's just something not quite happening. Like there's that, there's a real, yeah. as I said, there's sort of like a turning point or something that is just like, what am I doing with my life? Is Am I on track? Yeah. It's like there's a lot of questioning yeah. going on and I'm sure that that's yeah. happening for so many people. So many. Yeah. And so that was actually a lightning moment for me. And so I arranged just to get together in a local community hall with these ladies and we would talk about where you are and what you're going through and whatever. And that in itself was very cathartic yes. and therapeutic. But then I started to share the NLP techniques. I was like, have you guys never heard of this? Have you never done that? Let's do a technique. And I'd be drawing things up on a whiteboard and I'd be. And so I then kind of unwittingly became the leader of this group. Um, and we met in person every month and ladies then started to say to me, look, I don't want to share in the group with everybody, but would you coach me individually? And I was like, yeah, sure. So they would come to my house and we had a little TV room that just had a sofa and a TV in it. And I'd sit there and I'd go through my material and, and then I started to learn how to, how to market and and get a bigger audience and, And I put together an online program and, you know, videoed myself and yeah. whatever. And, and so it's, and it's sort of grown from there. Um, and then these ladies were saying, well, now you've made a business out of it and you're making money. And how did you do that? And mm. so I can now help them with the actual step-by-step of how I did that. And so it's just grown. Um, and, but it, what's interesting is I'm actually now doing what that coach said to me, but that was six years ago. Yes. At the time, there was like no way. Yeah. But having done it stage by stage, year by year, the process has unfolded. Yeah. And I think sometimes we scare ourselves by thinking that we have to have it all and we have to have it now and it needs to be correct. Yes. <laughs> it needs to be right. You know. Yeah. And I was saying this to a client the other day, actually, because she's starting a business. And I'm saying, I said, you know, where I started and where I thought I was going when I started business is not where I am now. So it's because things unfold and, you know, if, you know, if different, if different ladies turned up to that, that, that meetup group, it might've taken you in a slightly different direction and they might've had, you know, all different things you sort of discover along the way, but you've just got to get started, haven't you? You just got to start walking the path and then Pete, you're introduced to someone who says, oh, well, how about you come over here or how about you do, do you want to do yeah. this? And, you, you know, it it unfolds as you're going, but you have to be on Absolutely. the path walking, you know, That's moving right. forward, That's right? right. You can't, right. it doesn't yeah. come to you. It doesn't come and seek you out and go, hey, I think you'd be no. great at this, but you got to be moving forward. But, yeah, it unfolds, but it is that's taking yeah. it into like chunking it into smaller steps. So it's it seems more doable, but it does keep you moving and starts that momentum flow when you're starting business. Yeah. Wow. And it's just, and where was it for you that just that, was it being involved in these, with these women and connecting that, oh, it's not just me? Was that the real sort of awakening for you that had you be able to change your mindset and go, oh, I do have some purpose now because it is everyone like where you were in that negative mindset isn't isn't a problem it's just a natural thing that sort of comes along and you've got to then put the work in to get yourself out of that place well I think that there were two things actually with hindsight I didn't really realize it at the time and one was that I re I knew I was being a negative role model for my girls Right. And that's why they, the two M's, Madison, Megan, in yeah. the, the two M power, because they were reaching, you know, year 10, 11 high school. And I had this beautiful home and I was having coffees and lunches and walking the dog and whatever. And I was frigging miserable. And, <laughs> yes. and, and, morning, you know, and, and yeah. they're going to school and I'm saying to them, you can be anything. Yeah. Just put your mind. And I was giving them all the theory, but I wasn't walking the, my talk. And so a big part of it was, golly, now, and and when they started university um, and I started running my business, you know, we we were both on a path of 
new challenges. And it was actually great to be able to, for them to see, oh golly, sometimes mums, yep. parents struggle too. You know, I yeah. think they think, oh, they've got it easy and they know it all and they don't need to do exams. And they don't, yeah. <laughs> they don't realise that, you know, if you get out of bed in the morning, you have to give yourself a big tick, you know. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think the other thing was being able to help other people. I, I've realised that my type of personality, I as in playing to my strengths, is that I actually, I really like people. Like I, I love hearing people's stories and what they've been doing with their life and yeah. what makes people tick and, you know, cultures and all that kind of thing. And I also need to be needed. And yes. so that group helped me to to feel needed and to rediscover my strengths. Yes. So it's that focus again, shift, shifting that focus on not what you were yes. lacking but what you could offer and what, what your strengths yes. were. And that built my confidence. And so it's, you know, kind of a positive cycle that, that I got into. Um, and just belonging to a community because I think what I didn't yeah. realise was how hard it would be when the kids were leaving school and not wanting you to be involved in things anymore. Like I wasn't then seeing the mums at the netball game or the swimming yeah. lessons or the you know, dance classes or. Yes. And, and so suddenly all of that was gone and we hadn't been here and my kids were really small. So it, they were new friends for me. And it was kind of like a lot of these new friends then had gone back to work or right. yeah. had moved to another location to be near a new high school or, and so I'd, I just felt as if everything had kind of was, was disintegrating around me and I yeah was just feeling lost. Yeah. And it is, it's these sort of time changes throughout, you know, we think, wow, you know, having, having kids, everyone says, oh my God, having kids will change your life dramatically. And it, you know, it did, but I, I don't think enough is sort of talked about, or we don't realize that there are these other big changes when the kids, as you say, start you know, not needing you as much or whatever. And then, yeah, yeah, that community or that air, that, that group around you does start to disintegrate because everyone's moved on with their own lives and everyone's, and then I wonder if that is just a big, and you know, whether it's happening around this sort of late forties, fifties area, depending on when we've sort of started having children, whether that's real, a real turning point and a real thing that we haven't realised is about to happen, you know, and it's sort of a bit, it shocks you to go, oh, my God, nobody needs me here and where's, yeah. where's you know, our friends. And I don't know about you but I'm sure, you know, when I had sort of the, you know, the mums at soccer and, the you know, we used to be involved in a great play group and when my kids were small, just that weekly connecting with other mothers that are yeah. like, oh, I'm going through the same <laughs> I'm going through the same yes. thing when, yes. you know, you've got small babies and you haven't slept for a week and you're like, oh, my God, it's just me. And then you go to the play group and everyone's like, oh, no, it's me too and everyone's in the same place, yes. you know. But yes. you need that connection yes. for that other people to say, yeah, I'm 50 and I'm struggling and I'm my life's disintegrated and I've got everything I seemingly That's on the right. outside, but, geez, I'm miserable. And if you're not connecting and having those conversations, you do feel isolated you know, you Absolutely. do feel you start to think it's only you, and it's just not, is it? So no, it's it's a, it's 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 a it is a stage that's not talked about mm. um, enough. Yeah, and I know that you know menopause is another big big topic, and I know there's a, there's been a lot of media recently about trying to talk more about menopause. I know there's a few sort of celebrities that are trying to sort of shine the light on you know, perimenopause and all these things. And I've, you know, I'm going through all that at the moment. And it is so, it's amazing how much nobody talks about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I talk to my girlfriends, you know, and they're like, oh my God, is that, you know, some of them who haven't sort of started perimenopause yet. And they're like, yeah. like, really, is that what happened? You know, is that, and it's like, I didn't know any of this was going to you know, come about or what have you. So it is, that's another big shift in life change that is kept secret somehow or you just don't, you know, maybe we're not connected as much to our women friends that we're not talking about it as much or something, but it's a struggle. It's a real big turning point and a real big change for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it really hits your confidence. It really does take a hit. Hugely. Yeah. 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 So why do you think many of us, apart from maybe, you know, starting menopause and all these sort of changes and stuff, why do you think so many of us hit this magic 50 and start to question where we're at 
and our worth or whether, you know, that we're feeling stuck? Well, I think one thing that happens is that we think, well, how much longer have I got to live? <laughs> I do. Because it really is, it is like you're halfway through. And I mean, at 50, it's like, well, am I going to live to 100? We're probably more than halfway through. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a bit of a reality check. And where your life when your kids are young is so busy. And even if you haven't got children, if you're a woman that's really focused on your career and you've climbed the corporate ladder and you've had that routine and you've people have listened to you and everything, and then you sort of think, well, maybe by the time I'm 60, I'm going to retire. It's There is an end in sight yes. for a whole lot of things. Yeah. And, um, and and I think fear of the of the unknown, like, you know, it's why so many people go to fortune tellers. They, you know, they want, yes. they want an answer in the crystal ball and they're just, yeah. there isn't one. So I think that the uncertainty, uncertainty is, yeah. is, is a huge shift. But what I have noticed with a lot of women, it was definitely for me, was the change in hormones. Yeah. Because we we become less feminine, I suppose, when um, we have uh, less estrogen yeah. and more testosterone. And, and I suddenly became... Like how the speaking up, I was like, well, I'm just not doing it anymore. And yeah. I would never have said that in the past. I would have gone, oh, I'm selfish and I'm, you know. Yeah. And I remember um, my husband came home one night and he was kind of, oh, he'd had a really hard day at work. And there was this problem with the traffic and blah, blah, blah. And he was just kind of having a wee moan. And 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 I went, well, welcome to my effing world. And I just, <laughs> and I don't swear. And yeah. I, I yeah. And, and he was shocked because yes. I just let out this big, yeah. <laughs> you know. It was like this monster within me that just had to get out. Yes. Yeah. I just couldn't be sweet and nice anymore. And and then afterwards I was like, oh my God, where did that come from? And it yeah. definitely came from a hormonal change. Yeah. But what I would like to say to anyone listening is that once you're through the menopause, oh my goodness, it's like going back to being the teenage girl that you were before you had periods. It's right. just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and you just feel nice and calm all the time. Oh, you yeah. just level and you don't have all those ups and downs and yeah I think the hormonal thing is huge for yeah. women yeah and it's as we said it's not being it's not being talked about enough to no, realize no. what it really affects our emotions yeah and, yeah what happens and it, and, they, and I I sort of go back I've had some of those moments too where I've just exploded into this unreasonable just I'm not even I'm not even swearing at something that's worth swearing at I'm just gone. Uh, yeah I'm just yeah. you know it's because the the chicken didn't cook properly or something and it is but I yeah. I sometimes go back to thinking that they used to lock women up you know put them into mental well, asylums it's true not it's understanding this life change thinking this woman's yeah. just lost her marbles and I go yeah. back to that going, if you don't understand what's happening, you would think, yeah. why has this really nice, sweet housewife just turned into an absolute, you know, crackpot? But, yeah, I sort of have to remind myself that that's, that's you know, that's part of this process. That's a natu- it's a natural part. You know, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a great Chinese medicine man to the, sort of help even things out. And he sort of said to me, I can't cure you because there's nothing wrong. Like this is That's natural. Right. We can That's help right. you, you know, we can help even things out and make sure everything's working properly and, you know, That's to right. to support it and make sure the night sweats aren't too bad and things like that. But I'm, there's no cure because this is a normal, natural part of, you know, of yeah. life. And we think there is something wrong because of the messages that we get from society around or Botox, yeah. you know, don't go grey, yeah. uh, get your boobs done, they're sagging, yeah. <laughs> uh, get a tummy tuck, yeah. you know, all of it. Our grandmothers would be going, oh, for goodness yeah. sake, what are you on about? I mean, they would be laughing at us at the Absolutely. amount of money that we spend and the amount of worry that we spend. And, that you know, in, in those days, the and, you know, it was women of wisdom. Yes. And I actually, this was another turning point for me, was I had a girl come to see me and, and she was early 30s. And we were working through some of her issues and confidence and stuff. And she said to me, um, and it's so good to have an older woman to talk to that's been there and done it. And yeah, I'm right. looking over my shoulder yeah. going, where's the old woman? You know, <laughs> oh, my God, she means me. You know, and oh, I thought, no. and I'm at 25 years older than the yeah. girl. And I thought, yeah. yeah. So then I, at first I was a bit well, offended. And then I thought, no, I'm going to take this as a positive and yes. see myself 
as a woman of wisdom. Yes. We should be able to help the next generation. Absolutely. And our grandmothers should be respected more. Yeah. And we've lost that in society where all the focus is on the kind of young and the beautiful. Yeah. And even they're not happy because they no. feel the pressure. No. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, society, let's just take people at face value and, and allow ourselves to be ourselves and we would just all be so much happier and we'd have more money and less pills that would you know yeah yeah so. I've got a funny story similar to that with with the wake-up call that I said to my daughter uh, it was a couple of years ago but I said something and she I picked up something off the rack and she said oh do you like that you know clothes wise and she said oh do you like that mom I said oh no it looks like someone that someone would wear that who was fif- over 50 and then I thought Oh Jesus! That's oh. that's nearly. I am nearly fifty. Oh my god! Like I got this. Yeah. Like I still think I'm, in, you know, thirty six in my head or something. So I was like this. Yeah. Oh my god! I am nearly fifty. Like I've just yeah. You don't sort of come to terms with that thing, but I think we should. Yeah. It's just trying to. It's that mind change, and I think that's really valuable information you said of like again going back to the strengths I mean you're 50 like that's the reality you can't change that but you can change the perspective on the alternative yeah exactly (laughs) you can change the perspective on that that to be a woman of wisdom and what what the strengths are that that brings to you for this for this time of your life yeah. And I think interesting for me well something that's that comes up for me is when you were saying about that you know, how long have I got to live type thing, which is, look, it's, it's, it's more prevalent for me because my, my mum actually died at 52 and I was 27 when that happened. And I can remember thinking at 27, obviously, you know, it was devastating and what have you, and it was sudden and a shock. And, but I remember thinking, but you know, she got to 50 and, you know, this perspective from a 27 year old, you know, what someone 52 is, doing but now I'm going 50 thinking back to you know what's still ahead for me in my life and what all the things I still want to do and realizing that my mother had that as well and realizing I mean everyone would always say oh my god she died so young and whatever and I think well yes but she was 50 (laughs) yeah and now I'm at that point myself going oh my goodness like there was there's this real wake-up call for me because I just didn't understand what being like all the things there's still to do and all you you know but there is this maybe we do start questioning our mortality a little bit more because there is it's it's sort of we're past that halfway point you know yeah I think I think that 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 sort of questioning for me because I've had that experience with my own mother is at the forefront of a lot, you know, some yeah, of the, some of the struggles I'm going through now to go. Oh my goodness, this is not this is not okay for <laughs> you know. But also, that was her life. It's not your life, and your life is different. So it doesn't mean you're going to have the same outcome. No, you know? that's that's exactly right. I think it's just that yeah, that that turning point of what someone at fifty feels and and you know, still wants out of life and that we've still got goals and dreams and I'm still building businesses like you and we're still, you know, doing lots of lots of different things. But there is something around this, you know, I guess retiring and and finishing our work careers is now in in sight. Actually my husband and I were talking, I think this was like some last year or something, we're gonna look at putting some money into an investment property or whatever. And my husband sort of said, you know, we have to do something soon because the banks won't give us a mortgage because we're That's out of right. time. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like even things like that, you're like, oh, my goodness, mm. a bank's not going to give me, <laughs> a, you know, right. a 15-year mortgage if we're, you know, planning to retire within 50. So little things like that, you like start. That's right. And start, a shock. Uh, and a shock. Yeah, you just yeah. didn't think that you realised you got there. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when you work with clients – and helping them to develop a positive mindset. And it's so amazing. It is, you know, obviously the, the mindset thing, as we've talked about, is such a key a key point and a key thing for us to look at our strengths and change this perspective. And it all starts with our mindset. What tips can you share with us on how to create a more positive mindset and really take control of our thinking? Great question. The, the best thing, and for me this was a big thing as well, is awareness. because we know when we're being mean we know when we're being kind we know when we're often we 
live our life based on how we feel. Yeah. I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel like having a drink. I feel like buying that dress, even though I can't afford it. I, I feel like kicking the cat, even though it doesn't deserve whatever. <laughs> we, you know, we, 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 but then we don't look at, we don't have the awareness around why am I feeling like that? Right. And work it back to the thought that creates a picture in the mind, creates that feeling. Right. And, the, and then we react to that feeling yeah. and then we get the behavior which gives us the outcome which is if it starts as a negative thought we get a negative picture a negative feeling a negative reaction a negative outcome yeah we, if we have the awareness and we can say oh golly that's not actually very beneficial for me if i can pause for a moment and i say imagine that you've actually like your brain's like a tv and you've got a remote control and you can press the pause button yeah yeah <laughs> Just press the pause button on that story that you're telling yourself and say, well, let's stop and think. And I have an acronym for that. And this is really helpful. The T is for true. So you stop and you say, is what I'm thinking really true? Is what I'm saying really true? And you might go, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It might be true for you, but it might not be a universal truth. Then it means that it's your idea or your suspicion, it's not necessarily a complete truth. Yeah. Then the H is, is this helpful? Is what I'm thinking right now helping me? Or is it hindering me? Yeah. And if it's not helpful, then I should stop thinking yes. it because it's going to lead to a poor outcome. The I is for, is this inspiring? Am I inspiring myself? Mm-hmm. And what we said right at the beginning is that most of the time, no, we're picking on our faults. Yeah picking on what's wrong so the t-h-i-n-k for think um the n is for is this necessary Mm. if you think of all the things that we say to ourselves that are just not necessary yeah um and if it's not necessary then stop saying it and the key is is this kind is what i'm thinking is it kind to myself is it kind about the situation is it kind about the people or the person or whatever i've got the opinion on so you press the pause button and you quickly do T-H-I-N-K. Yeah. And if the answer is no to any of those, then you say, okay, how can I turn this around? Yeah. And it sounds like a long process because it's taking me a few minutes to describe it. But literally now yeah. I do it on automatic pilot. Yeah. And I then can turn it around and go, well, it's not entirely true. It's it's yeah. how it's what I'm telling myself. It's definitely not. Um, helpful or inspiring or kind and actually it's not really necessary so how can I turn that around how can I completely change this yeah and then what you can do is you can actually use the body to change the mind as well where the mind influences the body sometimes when we're feeling flat you know like in the mind is, is negative that's why Um, doctors will often prescribe, I know it's huge in Scotland, I don't know what it's like here, but before they prescribe medication, they will tell people, give people a membership or three sessions at a gym or a workout class, a Zumba class or something. Wow, that's great. I've never heard, I don't think that's done here. That's that's, Isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, it's not that I've heard. It isn't because neuroscience has proven that we can use the body to shift the mind. And because when you get the body going, and you release the endorphins, you're listening to music, you're meeting people, you're, yeah. you know, people all say, oh, I can't be bothered going to the gym, but then they feel great yeah. when they come back or cycling, whatever it is. Yes, yes. Um, so that's also another great NLP skill is we can use the mind to shift the body yeah. when it's, when the body's feeling sluggish, but we can equally use the body to, to shift the mind. Yeah. That is so, that's, I mean, God, I wish they did do that here. Wouldn't that be just life-changing? Although, how many yes. people go, I don't know, but that's, you know, but at least it's a start. I remembered a time after I had my son, I went into sort of some postnatal depression and things like that and I had, you know, a little bit of a, a challenging couple of years in trying to navigate all that and, you know, big life changes and questioning where, you know, yeah. similar to what I'm going through now, <laughs> questioning what, Wait, I'm, yeah, what I'm doing too. with my life yeah. and what have you. And I yeah. did, I remember... I went to a Zumba class up at the local gym. I think I just went and joined and thought I've just got to do something, get out of the house and do something for me. And I remember going to the first Zumba class and it was the great music and it was dancing and I love to dance and I hadn't been dancing, you know, all these things. And I remember crying 
in the Zumba class, like just, ha- and it was a release. Mm. It was like this, this something that just came over me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing my, my, you know, my, my Zumba <laughs> and tears are streaming down my face because it was just that, it was a big release to just all the endorphins and getting everything. And I used to go, it was at two o'clock on a Saturday and I said to my family, I don't care what happens this week. I am not missing like two o'clock on a Saturday is my, is my time. Like I, I just (laughs) had my whole life worked better if I went to the two o'clock Saturday Zumba class. And it was, it was just that, you know, the dancing and the fun and the connection with other people and, you know, and it was just, I had to do that, that class. And, um, it was, it was such a turning point for me. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So what is to finish up, what is important for women entering their fifties to know and to do except to, well, one, Go to two o'clock Zumba class. <laughs> Go to the two yeah. o'clock Zumba yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. But what else? What would you say? Well, I think one of the things is that life is different for us than it was for our mothers or grandmothers. And yes. I think we're in a very privileged time that we can start a business at yeah. the age of 50. I mean, that I was 50 when I started my business. That we do have technology and, and a more open access to the world and to material and to learning and whatever there are colleges and things for you know like the third life college or something you can go in you can get all sorts of courses I mean my sister's 60 now and she's just gone to do a, a history wow. course oh, yeah. she loved history at school and then yeah. never did anything with it. now she's going and once a week she just goes and she's learning all history of different parts of the world and wow and loving it when your kids leave home you actually get that freedom again yeah because then it's just you and your partner, or if you're separated, then it's just you. And you actually then have time to focus on yourself and you don't feel guilty yes. or selfish or it's actually a new beginning. Yeah. And this is what I like to get women excited about is that forget about the looks and all the things on the outside, all the external stuff. Look on the inside about what 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 fills you up and gives you joy? What makes you laugh? Yeah. What do you enjoy doing? And Deepak Chopra wrote a book, Ageless Body, Timeless Mind. And it was back in the 90s. So it's an old book, but it's still relevant today. And he says, once you hit midlife, whatever age you see midlife as, for me, it was 50. Start the clock again. So when you're 51, imagine you're only one year old and you're a toddler and you're discovering when you're 52, you're a two year old and you're curious. Mm. When you're 53, you're finding your voice and you're you know, yeah. you're saying no to everything or you're speaking <laughs> yes. up or you're, yeah. you know, when you're four, you're climbing those frames and jumping about on a swing and, and, and have that childlike attitude towards life because you've got less responsibilities because your kids have moved on and maybe you're semi-retired or working part-time or whatever. But even if you are working, have that attitude. Yes. And this is again where the, it's an attitude of mind. Yeah. yeah. And it's an attitude towards your body we can either see our body as getting old and saggy and unattractive yeah. and creased and lined and whatever, or we can see it as, you know, well, I'm going to look after this body. These bones are going to keep me healthy and, and these legs are going to keep me walking for another 30 years. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to take vitamin C every day and yeah, walk yeah. the dog and, yeah. and, you know, and but, but have that attitude of I'm really going to look after myself now yeah. I'm a priority because what I realized was when I put myself first and I started to feel connected and happier and content and needed and had my purpose and meaning and everything, everybody around me benefited. Yes. My kids, because I was a happier mom, I was a happier wife, I was a nicer person to be around. Even from the money that I earned, they all benefit from the interesting stories I can share with them um, about life and my struggles and other people's struggles or you know all of that the the ripple positive ripple effect from all of that is huge so I would say entering your 50s see it as a a, a new doorway a new you know like a rite of passage almost into the best time of your life yeah and like your sister's done like gone 
remember things you were interested in that you've put on hold for 40 years and get back into them yes. if you love them yes. and when there is time yes. you've got you've got different options to be learning and and discovering yeah. and yeah traveling and all the all these different different things but get back in touch with what makes you thrive and what, yeah. what keeps you happy isn't when it? I was young I didn't learn to swim until late in life and I've always had a fear of deep water and being up in Scotland, you know, the North Sea, we never oh used God, to go to so the beach. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lived in Scotland for five years, so I know exactly what it was like. You know what it's like? Yes, yeah, it's too And cold. so in Sydney, living near the water, and my husband's out all the time, and so last year I thought I'm going to challenge myself because as a coach I feel, you know, I need to keep yep. sort of challenging myself and coaching myself through things, and I decided to take up kayaking. Wow. And I tell you, and I go three times a week. And through that, I have met this new group of friends. We're yeah. all mid-50s, kids have left home, yeah. all learning. We stay and have coffee. We, you know, so it's it's fitness, it's fun, it's new friends. It's I've, I've just had so much from that. Wow, yeah. And um, 10 years ago, if you'd said to me, on oh, your 50s, you're going to go kayaking, I'd have been like, no way. <laughs> yes. I would never have imagine that yeah so it opens up a whole new if you're you need to be open an open heart yes. and an open mind yeah you need and to step in and make 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 these choices for yourself rather than yeah sitting there bitching and moaning and moaning caring, yeah moaning and which is the way I used to be yeah yeah and I tell you nobody likes to be around someone like that no. because it's and it's a shame because when you're feeling depressed you want attention but because you're money people stay away yeah. from you and you know <laughs> yeah. so, um it's a yeah. self-fulfilling yeah negative and we all go through those moments of having a bit of a moan when life you know throws us challenges but it's trying to get it's not that constant it's just you want to support friends oh yeah that I'm are having a having a complete. struggle and what have you but yeah. you know we need yeah. to get moved on to you know more positive things and really take control and also because that's not good for the body it's not good for the nervous no. system or the you know they, they they say that a lot of physical illnesses come yeah. from the mind yeah and so again the, the the impact that it has is huge yeah absolutely oh such great great words of wisdom from our us us women of wisdom I'm going to take on women of wisdom now I love that I love yeah, that yeah so do I am yeah. I am so now I'm going to go into our, our rise women final power questions which we ask all of our guests so Anne what do you wish every woman knew all you need is within you oh yes I love that that's very good very powerful and very very wisdom like <laughs> yes yes we search outside, we search outside and it's all within us. Yeah. And actually, and another thing would be that the mind is very powerful. Stop letting it control you yes. and start taking back control of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is your superpower? I think it's helping women believe in themselves and live the life they want to live. Love it, love it. Uh, heels or flats? You heels, heels or <laughs> flats, girl? You know, I'm a flats girl because I'm very tall. I'm five foot eight. <laughs> and when I wear heels, I feel like you're too big. Like yeah. Too tall. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I do like my comforts. So I run about in flats yeah. all the time. Yeah. I'm 5'11. I still have to wear my, my heels. So, <laughs> but I married, really? I married oh. tall. So that's, that's well, that's good. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, your favorite quote or rule that you live by? So my favourite quote is uh, another Deepak Chopra one, uh, which I came across a long time ago um, and still live by. And he says, we all have a unique gift or talent. And when we use it for the service of others, we experience the ecstasy of our own spirit, which is the ultimate goal of goals. Oh, that's powerful, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. What a rule and to live by. And that's happened to me that by playing to my strengths and using it in the service of others, I just feel life has so much meaning and purpose and all the things that we search for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who inspires you and why? I'm very inspired by Jacinda Ardern at the moment, the New Zealand Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, I yeah. love her because I think when women, often women get into power, they try to be very masculine. They mm. try to compete on a, on a masculine basis and then women don't like them and men don't like them because <laughs> they don't really quite belong to either. Yeah. 
she is smart and capable and a decision maker and whatever, but she's also got that lovely, capable, caring, yes. empathetic. She has shown the world that kindness is not weakness. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, no, I do. I agree with you. She's a she's an amazing role model for for women, especially in that in that leadership role and and who you know, who you can be and that, as you say, kindness and caring and love can be part of strong leadership. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And the last one is finish this sentence, Anne. If I had even more confidence than I do now, I would? Publish my memoir and start a professional Ooh. speaking career. Oh, wow. Okay, well, mm. you're going to have to get yourself a coach and get on get to that yeah. because we want to read that. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Anne. This has been such an inspiring conversation. And I'm so oh, – and I love that we've been able to bring this to the world and to to this podcast because I think there are so many women at this time of life and what have you that are probably going through so much of the same questioning that, that we have both, you know, gone through and going through and it's good to talk about. It's good to bring some of this to the forefront and give like what you've done, give people really practical ways forward and really practical solutions to be able to help themselves move forward. So thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. Oh, you're very welcome. Look, I love what you guys do too at Rise Women and I love the podcast and I I know how much time and energy and effort and everything you put into making this happen um, and I can hear the passion in your voice as well so oh, and I think when we all work together we all rise together and I I just yeah um, I think it's so important what you're doing I feel very privileged to be part of it so thank you oh you're welcome you're welcome yeah we do love it we and we do put a lot of work into it but we do love it because it is such it's such important conversations that get out to the world and yeah. we get so much great feedback from from listeners so that just keeps the ball rolling and helps us to feel like we're doing that sense of purpose as you know we're putting good into the world and and supporting and helping women you know all over the world so we love it we love it and thank you to everyone for listening today and remember there are so many ways that we can help you become the confident woman you've always wanted to be so please get in touch we have a number of free downloads on our website including a list of 30 plus ways to say no which is a really valuable resource for so many women. Go to risewomen.com forward slash free to access all our free content. And until next time, remember with confidence, anything is possible. Bye-bye for now.